Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work but I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you. And even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must. So take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Yes Please. And today I am going to talk about sexual seasons. And I'm really happy to share this with you because I know it can have a game-changing effect on how you understand both your body and your sexuality. I remember when I first heard about this several several years ago, it really blew my mind and it gave me a deep sense of relief because it shifted the way I approached my body from previously just thinking like it's a constant like machine that should produce and achieve things at the same pace and level and uh, achieve the same results all the time and if I wasn't experiencing that and specifically in sexuality that would mean orgasms, turn on, wetness, uh, desire, pleasure, like all of those things and if it wasn't always the same then that meant something was wrong with me or something was wrong with my relationship and it would spin me into this cycle of self-judgment and worry and learning about the sexual seasons helped me shift that so I felt like okay this is just a phase this is just a season and I understood I could understand my experiences pleasure orgasms desire through that lens through that understanding which helped me yeah just feel like ah relief, nothing's wrong with me, and trust that it would change. And also in the different seasons, there are different approaches and things that you can do to support yourself so that not only do you understand it, but you can also work with it. Sounds pretty good, huh? Yes. (laughs) So this framework comes from the Taoist tradition and um, the Taoist tradition sees human health and life as cycling through all of nature's seasons 
And they also mean that it's important to honor every step of the way. So not only do we cycle through seasons, but every season is valuable, important, and needs to be honored or can be honored and appreciated. So like I said, this has really greatly impacted how I see myself as a sexual woman, but also every sexual encounter can be understood through this. Okay, so in our sexuality, we have these sexual four seasons. Let's break them down and I'll share with you exactly what they are and, uh, and then how to apply this to your life and sexuality. So first we have winter, so the winter season. And winter is really for resting, integrating, relaxing. In winter, you give your pussy, you give your genitals, you give your sexuality time and space to just be, to surrender, to relax. You remove all expectations. Nothing needs to be expected from you. Your body can simply hibernate and that's okay. You rest. Do you rest? Do you ever truly rest? Do you ever really let your sexuality rest and your pussy rest? Or do you always feel like something's expected of you and there's always this subtle, well, for some people, for some women, it's a worry and for others, it's just that expectation and anticipation that I need to have sex tonight or my partner expects me to have sex tonight or I should be turned on right now. Do you ever hibernate? Mm -hmm. So in winter, oftentimes we don't feel horny. We don't feel turn on. We genuinely feel that there's no interest in being sexual, in feeling sexy, there's no sexual activation. And not because there's necessarily an issue, it just is. Because the experience of winter includes rest and rejuvenation. It's an inward movement and a sense of deep, still power. We can include meditation and being still and quiet. And while it can look really still on the outside, there's really a lot of rejuvenation going on underneath the surface, just like in nature. And we don't blame nature for being in winter. We understand that it's a necessity, or it just is, without putting any value onto it. Now, like I mentioned, or like I asked you, do you ever rest? It's a valid question because our crazy modern society puts these impossible expectations on us. We should go, go, go all the time. We need to make more, more, more money, more happiness, more material things, more posting on social media. We need to be consistent, 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 consistent. We need to be happy all the fucking time and do all the things. Our society does not respect or encourage being in a state of winter. It does not respect rest, solitude. So you need to reclaim that as something positive and very necessary for you, for your overall health and well-being, and for your sexuality. Because winter can hold the key to your greatest wisdom and power. When you look inside, when you go deep inside and you rest, there's wisdom and power there. And it can look dead. It can look like it's nothing going on. It can look really still. It can look like something's wrong. But really, if we honor winter and really feel into it and let ourselves be in it, oftentimes we can find a seed of life within that experience or a seed of transformation, change, and growth. Now, having said all of that, it's also true that a lot of women feel like they're always in winter. 
You can get stuck in winter, especially if you never rest when your body or pussy is telling you or asking you to. Then you kind of get stuck in this shutdown mode because you never really rest, and so your body's depleted, exhausted, right? It's not getting its needs met. You can also get stuck in winter if you constantly judge and criticize yourself where you're not having the best sex or feeling super horny. So, so important to allow yourself to have those experiences without lots of added judgment, criticizing yourself, or making yourself wrong for it. Winter is a deep state of yin, meaning relaxation, surrender, and so we need that. We definitely need that. More so than ever, I would say, in our very crazy, high-speed, fast-food, fast-everything society. Okay, next we have spring. So spring is about growth, energy, and upward movement. Just like spring, right? It's a state of bubbly and expansion. It's about... um, Coming back to life in a way, learning new things, feeling lust and passion and pleasure. Spring represents youthfulness and vitality. And just like spring in nature, like you can, you can taste, you can feel, it's tangible, all the potential in the air, right? It, spring has a certain kind of smell, especially if you live in a part of the world where you really have the four seasons, you know that spring has a certain smell. It smells like potential, rebirth. And sexually, spring is all about learning new things, like expanding your pleasure, following your impulses, being curious and experimental, playful and adventurous. (laughs) Like Samantha in Sex and the City says, um, being a trisexual, trying, exploring, expanding. In spring, usually you feel that you are filled with turn-on. It's really bubbling up. You feel lots of pleasurable impulses, a growing appetite for sexual things, encounters, adventures. If you're in a long-term relationship, maybe you feel a renewed sense of attraction to your partner. You want to fuck them all the time, like two, three times per day. Um, You feel like uh, you're new lovers again, or you feel youthful, vital, Filled with excitement, sexual excitement. But as good as this sounds, we can also get stuck in spring. And that's usually um, the experience of where you feel like you're building all of this pleasure, but you never get to orgasm. Or in life, you do all of the things to create something, but you never really finish uh, the creative project or the degree or the painting or the book or whatever. That's a kind of stuckness in spring. It's missing the completion phase. It's akin to being stuck in the hamster wheel. You never really stop. You get off, feel a sense of completion and feel satisfied. So that's one kind of spring stuckness. Another kind is women getting stuck in a kind of youth spring because they fear aging. I would say our society is stuck in this. So if you feel this way, it's not your fault. We have a society and a cultural narrative around aging that is very stuck 
very limited, very backwards, to be honest. So if you're stuck in this youth spring, you cling to the idea of what your body used to look like or a kind of ideal that is possible, impossible to live up to. And there can also be a fear of taking responsibility, of maturing, of growing. So it's just interesting to think about that and reflect on that. If that's you, nothing's wrong with you. And now you have broadened your perspective and you can deepen your self-understanding to move through spring so that you can get to summer. And summer represents the orgasms, the full bloom, the completion. Summer is about experiencing orgasmic states, strong spiritual awakening or realization. It represents achievement, action, and getting results. So summer means mastering the thing or yourself, maturing and fully coming into yourself. There's a sense of expansion and fullness. You feel full in your expression. And if winter is yin, then summer is fiery yang, right? Fire, completion, action, movement, momentum, all of those really powerful things. And yin and winter is powerful as well. It's just a different kind of power. So summer represents orgasms being really strong and present. You're still turned on, but now you're like really turned the fuck on and you want sex and you're not afraid of asking for it and you're not afraid of giving yourself pleasure and taking up space and having the orgasms. Summer is an outward movement, completion. You birth the baby, you complete the project, you have the orgasm, you launch the book. It's a kind of culmination. Now we can get stuck here as well, some people are, where there's a false sense of an endless summer. You don't want the party to end. But eventually that can get really hollow if you're just focusing on the result, if the orgasm is the only thing that matters to you. If you never want to come down after the high, then you can get stuck in that. Because there is something final about summer, it is the peak. And so naturally once you've peaked, there's nowhere really to go from here but down. And that's not a bad thing, because that leads us into fall. And fall is all about letting go, letting things pass away, embracing, accepting, and celebrating change. It can also be about grieving, because once you've finished something or completed something, you have to let it go. It's gone. It's done. It's in the past. And so something new awaits, a new chapter. And so there can be almost a sense of sadness or grief. You birthed the baby, right? And so you become a mother and so you have to grieve losing your own life, your old life, your pre-baby life if it was your first baby. Oftentimes we don't talk about that and we don't give enough space for that conversation to take place. A wedding is a kind of summer, right? The, the wedding, you now you're married and then you have a big party. Hopefully it's a good party. But still you have to kind of come down after that high, right? And grieve the loss of your single life and the loss of your, to a certain degree, well, not independence, but like your solo life, right? Same with an orgasm. You have the full orgasm and then you have to come down and you have to let go and you don't know when it's going to happen again. Now, fall can also be a very healing-focused state. So after the expansion of spring and summer, you again turn inward to cool down and to surrender. So this state is really about integration and release. But that's not a bad thing, because there can be a lot of deep joy and fulfillment in this, in reflecting and shedding skin. 
So when we do deeper sexual healing work, de-armoring, and if you don't know what de-armoring is, it's a kind of trigger point massage of the sexual spaces, the vulva, the vagina uh, specifically, where you release emotions and energies and pain. It's a very um, powerful healing process that you can do on your own or uh, have a practitioner do on you, with you. So doing de deeper sexual healing work, de-armoring, confronting belief systems, old identities and experiencing, it's, it's really valuable and it's, it can be understood as a fall season where you do the work so that you can process, digest and then move on. However, you can get stuck in fall if you don't cultivate a willingness to do this, a willingness to heal, integrate, reflect and learn. If you cling to summer and don't accept that the party has ended and winter is coming, then you'll linger in a weird kind of summer slash fall state where you really never let yourself wither to a certain degree. And withering is not bad. It's necessary in order to be rebirthed again next spring. So if you move through fall, then you enter winter again, and then it keeps on rolling like this. Pretty cool, huh? To understand your sexuality through this lens. And it can also be applied to our menstrual cycle. So the menstrual cycle is also seasonal. So winter correlates to, correlates to menstruation, where there's a deep release, time to retreat, rest, and psychic connection. Now again, do you allow yourself this? Because our, our current cultural narrative promotes a very different approach to menstruation. And I understand that there's a, um, there's a, a, a feminist slash like women empowered kind of objective here with this idea that your bleeding shouldn't affect you. You can still run, you can still jump, you can still work, you can still do all the things. Bleeding is not a sign of weakness. There are, um tampons and cups and all kinds of different things so that you can wear whatever clothes and do whatever you were meant to do uh, without your uh, period impacting you negatively or in any way limiting you but if we understand the body through this through this lens and through this perspective that winter correlates to menstruation and there is a time a need perhaps a necessity of deep release and time to retreat, to rest, to meditate, to dive deeper into psychic connection with our bodies during menstruation, then we can also see that this can become a very, this narrative, like you should never be impacted by your bleeding and it's, you know, time to go, 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 produce, produce, work, work. Um, then again, that we don't allow ourselves to rest and integrate and hibernate. And you usually, for many women, the time of their bleed is a time when they really crave solitude. They crave the space to just be and not take care of everyone else. To rest, to retreat and be still, to process, to burn through stuff that has been going on. And when we don't do that, we miss out on an important aspect of our womanhood, our, our human experience. Spring corresponds to the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle, so there's upward movement, feeling energized, ready to create, even procreate. Summer can be understood as the ovulation, it's the peak of the buildup and expression, uh, celebration, horniness, fucking, conception. 
And fall is the luteal phase starting where you start to prepare for shedding again. Hormone levels are dropping. You're moving towards integration. So there's that. Now, how do we apply this to our life? Like I said, the seasons are applicable to all areas of life, but it's beautiful to see how perfectly they can describe the sexual states that we move through. And you can't even put a single sexual experience into this concept, and it makes sense. So moving from winter, you're not in the mood, you're turned off, you feel not sexual, to spring, where you enjoy foreplay, waking up, sensation, activation, to summer, where you have sex or have an orgasm, or a peak state experience, and then lastly, to fall, where you rest and integrate after this buildup. And I really invite you to think of your pleasure as, as the weather or as nature. Sometimes it rains, sometimes it's windy, sometimes it's sunny. You can absolutely dislike it and you can prefer a certain type of weather, but you don't judge the weather. You don't look at the sky and criticize the clouds or criticize the earth or judge or shame <laughs> <laughs> the planet or the winds or the na or nature or you know however it was created the universe you recognize that it just is it's something that you have to live with and work with so you can approach your body and your sexuality with the same acceptance and respect and it will respond to you much better i promise you also this framework with winter spring summer fall the sexual seasons help us normalize why we can't be horny all the time. Why we can't have an orgasm maybe every time. Or the orgasm isn't as powerful or the pleasure isn't as amazing all the time. And why it seems like nothing's happening sometimes and then boom, you're sexually alive again. And nothing changed in the relationship or with yourself. Really, you didn't do anything. It was just like, oh, you feel, you feel like you're in a rut. You feel like you're completely not interested in sex and then boom it's back it also explains why you need rest and integration and healing so that you can bloom again and again and again so with the right support awareness and tools you can learn to healthily move through these sexual seasons and harness the power and wisdom in each of the seasons so that you stay connected to your path of evolution and growth Sometimes you just need to honor your current season that you're in, and sometimes you need practices and support to move out of it so you keep rotating through all the seasons. And again, no season is good or right, bad or wrong. Just like nature, all seasons make sense and are important for the ecosystem. And just like in nature, there are places that are more tropical, where you have a more like dominant like tropical summer season all year round. Some places of the earth are more... Um, cyclical and, and represents all four seasons so there are also different types of people and different types of um, sexualities you might have a more tropical sexuality that feels like it's it never really goes into winter state and then that's your flavor that's your type of climate right and some people are different and that can depend on where you're from how you grew up your particular body chemistry experiences sexual history all religion all of those things impact it's sometimes we don't know if it's nature or nurture and we don't really always have to know it's just gaining self experience or sorry gaining self education and self understanding through really getting to know yourself self experience now you can skip 
seasons. So they don't always necessarily follow nature's order. So don't be surprised if you go from winter straight to summer or from fall to summer or from spring to winter. And also they're not like a clean cut, like it's not an exact science. It's more of an understanding, a lens through which you can understand your experiences, but we can categorize them loosely into these four seasons, but they don't follow the chronological order of nature's seasons all the time. And also they don't always correspond with the climb, the weather season that you're in. So you can experience summer when it's winter outside. However, we are impacted uh, by the weather and the temperature and what's going on around us in nature. So it is not unusual that during a winter season that you tend to need to hibernate and rest a little bit and maybe you slow down and you get cozy inside and when spring arrives it feels like life returns to you and you bloom again so there's a there's a connection but it's not always correlated and lastly i want to let you know that if you feel that you're in winter that's not wrong or bad like i said many times instead i invite you to feel like this is the perfect place for you to start you can gently begin your journey here in winter with so much curiosity about what is here. Gently and lovingly start slow and feel what's alive, what's here, and be open to whatever seasons you will experience as you explore and practice. And if you want to know more about practices and if you want to have practices that can help you, then I have the perfect thing for you. It's my six-week course Pleasure Treats. It will launch soon in the next few weeks. In Pleasure Treats, you get six sensual practices, six sexual practices that help you get to know your body, explore your body in probably a new way with guided, gentle, loving, encouraging guidance from me on how to touch yourself, how to explore yourself, how to get to know yourself and approach your body from this place of self-curiosity and exploration and adventure. So that's a really good place for you to start if you feel like you're in winter, if you feel like you're in any season and you want to get to know your sexuality better and start uh, exploring and experiencing what it's like to have a self-pleasure practice. And if you don't know what a self-pleasure practice is, then go back and listen to episode number two where I, where I explain um, the difference between self-pleasure and masturbation. A self-pleasure practice is, in my opinion, key. It's essential if you want to have a thriving sexuality, if you want to have a sexuality and a relationship with your sexuality that moves through the, the four different seasons and you harness the power and the wisdom and you get to know yourself and know how to support yourself deeply because your body and your pussy are unique and your relationship to them is unique. But with an established self-pleasure practice where you have tools, sensual, sexual, emotional, sexual healing, embodiment, expression tools, it's uh, much easier to flow through the seasons and to build and cultivate and maintain a thriving sexuality all throughout your life. So check out Pleasure Treats if this sounds interesting to you. It's a wonderful course. Hundreds of women have done it. I think over 300 women have done it now. I've launched it several times. It's a super popular, super appreciated course. It also includes live calls with me where you can ask questions and be guided live through practices. And it only costs 99 euros. So what a treat. 
right? <laughs> okay, that's it for today. I hope this inspired you and gave you a new helpful framework to understand yourself better and treat yourself with more kindness and compassion. Remember, your body is amazing. It is perfect. It's deeply, innately wise. It knows how to heal. It knows what it needs. And it needs you to listen and work with it. And hopefully understanding your sexuality and your body through the sexual seasons can help you do that. Listen and understand and give your body what it needs. Okay, lots of love to you. Bye-bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.